Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, uh, welcome to the program. I'm calling it underreacting Friday. Everybody else will overreact. I'm going to underreact today. Welcome to the program. It's a meat Friday, and in case you're wondering, and I know you are, what do you got cooking? Well, we have grilled beef sliders. We have Thai sweet chili wings. We have buffalo chicken dip. And we have pigs in a blanket. (laughs) Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Yeah, Yeah. pigs in a blanket, a late edition by Tyler, because we know that's in your wheelhouse, Fritzy. That is absolutely fabulous. Uh, We have a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, and your involvement. This is a big day today for us. Uh, Obviously, it's a meat Friday, but... Today, we're donating proceeds from all of our merchandise to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Tunnel to Towers made the commitment to never forget 9-11. And for more information or to donate directly, you can help Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, letter T.org. Our stat of the day is always brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Seaton will do the honors with the poll question. Tyler standing by as our operator, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Say good morning to those on chat row, those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, and nearly 400 cities around America carrying this award-nominated program. I felt like last night, after watching the game, when somebody says, hey, let's go to dinner, and they're going to pay. So you're not as critical of the meal because somebody's paying. And last night it felt like somebody's paying. I'm not going to be too critical about this. I'm just going to watch, just going to enjoy. I realize Ozzy Osbourne's still alive. You know, those were really important things as I'm watching the game (laughs) last night. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. Who asked for Ozzy? But he's there, so I'm I'm okay with that. Nobody. (laughs) So... I'm watching the game, and it felt like Buffalo was at a different speed. If you're old enough to remember, you know when you have uh, an album or a 45 uh, or a 78 RPM or whatever they were called, you know it just moved faster. And it felt like the Buffalo Bills were moving faster on the turntable than the Rams were. And if I looked at the Buffalo Bills defense, I mean that's a complete team. They look like a complete team. But we expected that. Defensive backs, very good. You Up front, and then you had Von Miller. Uh, so you're looking at a team that should be the Super Bowl favorites, and they are, and they looked every bit of that. I like their receivers. I like Gabe Davis a lot. Uh, Stephon Diggs, who we had earlier in the week, looked great last night. 
running backs. They have a few of them. I was a big Zach Moss fan when he was at Utah. Yeah, you were. And then you have Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked like the MVP favorite last night. So you can't come away going, man, Buffalo, they're good. They're the favorites. Josh Allen looked good. He's the favorite for MVP. If you have a critical eye, the critical eye is with the Rams, their offensive line. Seven sacks. I don't think Buffalo blitzed one time. They had seven sacks without blitzing. That's really, really concerning. Matthew Stafford had a couple of interceptions. A couple were tipped. Cooper Cup looked like Cooper Cup. There was no running game. And then you have the defense where you go, Jalen Ramsey, pick up a white courtesy phone. Uh, Aaron Donald had a couple of moments there. But for the most part, Buffalo came in, ate the Rams lunch, stayed for dinner, and an after-dinner snack as well. But it was 10-10 at halftime. And I thought this could easily be... 21 to nothing, 24 to nothing, 24 to three. And, but the Rams were staying in it. And I thought, okay, well, maybe you can hold on for dear life and make this a game. And then we realized Buffalo was going to make this worse. Here's Josh Allen complimenting his defense. That first half, being careless with the football a little bit, putting our defense in bad situations, but they bowed up for us. They gave us a chance. I mean, going in with three turnovers at halftime and it being even, that was a huge boost for us. We knew that if we came out and tried to execute the way we know we can execute, uh, we were going to move the ball and score, and again, our defense played a hell of a game. I know this is going to sound crazy. That sounds crazy, Dan. I think Josh Allen should probably take a page out of Cam Newton's book. When Cam Newton... And Carolina went to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton ran the most times in his career, most attempts in his career. I'm not big on my quarterback running, but when my quarterback is that big and that fast, he's so dangerous when he's able to do that. And I know, having been around this sport for 40 years, I don't care how big or how fast they eventually catch you. Remember Dante Culpepper? You know, I watch Josh Allen sometimes, and I go, man, I see some Dante Culpepper. Because Culpepper was 6'5", probably 260, and he was going to hurt you. And then all of a sudden, he got hurt, and he was never the same. But to make this Buffalo team even more dangerous and make them even more unstoppable, Josh Allen out in space, as the kids like to say, boy, that is such a lethal weapon. And I don't like my running back or my quarterback running as much, but he's going to be your leading rusher. And that might be a good thing this year. I don't know if I want it all the time, but if, if I want to unleash Josh Allen on the NFL, I'm like, let's go, you know, but be smart. Like I can't imagine, you know, Sean McDermott saying to him, all right, you can run, but be smart. Okay, please. You know, like when you send your kid out at night and you'd say, hey, be careful. Don't do anything stupid, all right? Be back by 11 o'clock. I mean, that's what you want to say to Josh Allen. Utilize your talents. I, I always cringe when players who are great in college and they do something a certain way, then they get to the pros and then the NFL coaches, assistant coaches go, no, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Like RG3. RG3, this is what you do. Just be smart or smarter, and let's see what we have. You know, Johnny Manziel, this is who you are. This is what you do. Let's see how it all plays out. I, I, I don't want to change somebody or take away one of their great weapons. Kyler Murray, utilize your legs. Lamar Jackson, utilize your legs. As long as you can, that's, that's, what we, that's how we want you to perform. Go out there. That's how we want to present you. And I noticed that with Josh Allen. I just, man, he is he is always going downhill. He attacks, and he seemed really, really, really comfortable. Dove into the end zone. You know, you're going to hold your breath. You are. If you're a Bills fan, you're just like, that. that's where your, your season hinges on him staying healthy. Because if Josh Allen is healthy, you're going to be going deep into the playoffs. Because the team is that good. All around. But don't be surprised. Don't overreact and say, wow, the Bills are great. You might overreact to the Rams with the offensive line. 
You might overreact to the lack of a running attack. Cooper Cup continues to just dumbfound me. Like, you just watch and you go, I don't know how. Because, and even Chris Collinsworth, who played the position at a very high level, Collinsworth last night goes, I don't know how to explain it. Because he's not, I mean, he's good size, but there's nothing where you go, wow. Like, I can watch Stefan Diggs and go, okay, I get it, man. I watch Cooper Cup and I go, huh? 12 catches? Had a great, great toe-tap touchdown? And then you go, I don't, everybody knows he's going to get it. Because you have no running game. You got to get the ball out quickly. You know, you only have to cover him five to seven yards. Yeah, Seaton. I think that touchdown, the, the toe tap touchdown that you were just talking about is part of it. Because when watching it on TV and in the moment, I was like, oh, there's no way he got two feet down. Yeah. And then when you see it in slow motion, he got three easily <laughs> and almost a fourth down. And you're like, how did, how are his feet that fast? And who knew he had three feet? Yeah. <laughs> but he did it. Um, what's the poll question we have today? By the way, this program, award-nominated, never award-winning, brought to you by the great folks at Traeger Wi-Fi Technology. So I can actually, and Tyler is able to do this, he can look at his phone and he can keep an eye on what's going on on the Traeger grills. That's the Wi-Fi technology. He can even raise the temperature, lower the temperature. The Traeger grill, they can tackle everything from hamburgers, hot dogs, to slow-smoke brisket, even dessert, even cocktails. Yes, Seaton. Uh, we could go with last night the Bills were great or the Rams were bad. Hmm. You have to pick one or the other. Okay. Yes, Paul. Uh, now we're, I know we're trying to do proper reaction Friday, but if you like the Rams, is everything okay or are you off? Like, are you. Wait, you're jumping off now? Not me. But there's a lot of people who are off. Oh, no, you can't. If you're a Rams fan, you can't jump off. If you could redo your Super Bowl pick now, yeah. would you change it? Would I? No, not you. Oh. If you had the Rams as one of your two teams. Yeah, I love How many times did you hear this yesterday uh-huh. or last night? Yeah, this could be a Super Bowl preview. <laughs> okay, we got it. The real you. Jimerson thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> no definitely, definitely a Jimmy Jimerson. We, we, this might not be the last time we see this matchup this year. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, targeted seven times, six receptions, 124 yards, wow. two touchdowns. Yeah. Dude got torched. Yeah, he did. He did. He's pacing himself. Long season. <laughs> Comeback player of the year? Yeah. <laughs> after Coming back after week, week one. one? Yeah. What else do you have there, Seton? Uh, I, I'm, I am curious about people. Was last night about Buffalo being great or about the Rams being bad? Mm-hmm. And it does, and it should be about the Rams being bad because Buffalo, even though I I love you know a home dog in prime time, there was something up where the Rams were favored going into Los Angeles when they're going to bring out the Super Bowl trophy. It's a big night. You got OBJ there. Listen, Ozzy Osbourne's there. It's a big deal. I I. <laughs> I never understood Ozzy Osbourne. I loved Ozzy with the show that he did with Sharon. Oh, God. I love that with the little dogs. and uh, The worst. I just was never a Black Sabbath fan. Really? No. What a, what a voice, though, man. Yes. the best voice. Yes. When you, if you watch just the TV show Ugh. and then you said, hey, have you heard him sing? And you didn't know that he was in Black Sabbath. You would hear that voice and then you'd go, there is no way that is the same guy. Like, but the problem with that show was, as entertaining as it was, it was unbelievable. Sharon! It's like, imagine if you thought Robert Plant was this one thing where you're like, oh, my God, Robert Plant or is Or Mick cool. Jagger. Mick Jagger. And then you see him Saw at home and you're like, oh, my God, that's Mick Jagger? <laughs> that's what Robert Plant is like? That's what happened. She's like, whoa, that's Ozzy? They're making him look like such an idiot. Yeah, we don't want to see our rock legends at home, oh. and they're doing horticulture. In his pajamas something. and yeah. stuff? Like, the bathrobe. He looks feeble. Yes, Paul. I kind of thought you'd be a Sabbath guy. Paranoid? Mm. That, that's on. No. Kicks I, ass. I, 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 this isn't fair. I'm not a big What I'm si- going to say, because of Led Zeppelin, everybody else looked and sounded inferior. Wow. Even Metallica. People are like, what? You're crazy. You call yourself a rock and roll fan? I just had this aversion to those who were trying to be Led Zeppelin. That's all. It's not fair. You know, like Guns N' Roses. 
It's like uh, not not. I was never a Guns N' Roses fan. Ah, uh, I love Slash, but just I, not when he played. No, <laughs> no, I I, I love. I'm not an Axl Rose fan. But you can't like because you heard Led Zeppelin. Now you can't like other bands yeah. because they were that good. Yeah. Well, what? it's like when I saw Jenny Banshee. Then there were no other women that looked good until I met my wife. So. See, I mean, Jenny Batchy is the Led Zeppelin of my my romantic life. Okay, even though there's okay. no romance there, it's all in my mind. Yes, Marv. Oh no, I was just listening. Oh, oh, oh okay, <clears throat> all right. Jenny Batchy is the uh, Led Zeppelin, and your wife is the Guns N' Roses. No, my oh boy, so the Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh yeah, my wife is Hootie and the more Blowfish. Hootie. Yeah, yeah. Woo! yeah. <laughs> I only want to be hold my hand. Yeah, it's all it all works perfectly. Yes, Paul. Paradise City, take me down to Paradise City. You don't turn that. I turned that up two days ago. Grass is green and the girls are pretty. Take me down to the very last city where the grass is <laughs> green and the girls show their. You like Whoa. the song? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with that version. Whoa, Whoa. that's not the words. <laughs> Whoa. How about we take a break? <laughs> yes, Paul. You like Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. I do not. You don't like I Crazy think, Train? Right, Seaton? That song's fun. I'm okay with it, but it's not like I seek it out. If Mom, it, I'm coming home. Get a little of that going tonight. I, I know. It's not fair. It's absolutely not fair. Shocking development. Like Kiss. I don't like Kiss. I thought they were posers. Well, that's fair. But, but, but they were a phenomenon. <laughs> like, I get it. It's not fair. My musical taste, it's not fair. Does posers mean awesome? <laughs> Awesomely posing. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, just getting started here. We'll get the phone calls, settle on our poll question, and once again, Tunnel to Towers. If uh, you have the opportunity to uh, buy any merchandise, we are uh, sharing the proceeds today with uh, Tunnel to Towers, or you can uh, donate yourself, T2T.org. Letter T, number two, letter T.org. We thank you. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Football fans, first Sunday of the NFL season is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the season. This is what you do. Bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Everyone can win on this early promotion. Bet an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PATRICK. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. Promo code PATRICK, only at DraftKings Sportsbook app, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right, Fritzy? 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack you know, one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Rams are just the second defending Super Bowl champ in the last decade to lose... Their season opener the following year, the 21-point loss, the second worst loss in a season opener by a defending champ. You have to go back to Baltimore losing at Denver 49-27. That was in 2013. So the poll question today, is it about the Rams are not good or the Bills are great? Yes. Okay. That's our one. Is that how it's <laughs> phrased? Is that how it's written there on the poll question? Yeah. Last night, the Bills were great or the Rams were bad. Okay. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. The Bills surprised me a little bit with their greatness, but the Rams surprised me a lot more with their lack thereof. And the offensive line, I'm going to give credit to Buffalo's defensive line, Normally, we look at the negative part of this, but, uh, you know, Ed Oliver, Rousseau, like they got, and they, and Chris Collinsworth talked about this. They have defensive linemen that they rotate in and out, and they're always fresh. And defensive back, uh, defensive backfield look really solid as well. The Rams have 10 days to recover to get ready for the Falcons, and uh, that should help out considerably going against the Falcons. As far as reaction, here's Matthew Stafford talking about just how great the Bills were. Got to give them credit. They did a really nice job of affecting the game up front. Um, and in the back end, did a really great job of, I mean, keeping a top on it. I mean, they just played too high safety basically the entire game. Played some old school three, which I haven't seen in a long time. Um, you know, trying to rotate to Cooper. But, uh, you know, it wasn't anything earth shattering. They just did a nice job of, of playing. Not a big deal. He wasn't surprised by anything. We were wondering this last night. If you look at the rosters for both teams, how many Hall of Famers played last night? So we start with Aaron Donald, Hall of Famer. Matthew Stafford winning a Super Bowl. I'm going to say that he is right there being a Hall of Famer. Josh Allen is only, what, 26? feels like he's on his way. And that's always dangerous to say, especially at that position. You're like, man, that guy's on his way. Von Miller, Hall of Famer. Jalen Ramsey, Hall of Famer, although not last night. He allowed a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Targeted seven times, allowed six catches. He did as good as air? One, two, yes, he did as well as I could have. 124 and two touchdowns last night. Yes, Pauling. I want to go back to Von Miller for a second. Remember his career, like the first half of his career, it was like J.J. Watt was the number one guy, and Von Miller felt like he was 
just a tick below. Like Watt would win Defensive Player of the Year, and Miller wouldn't. But Von Miller's got 115 sacks. Mm-hmm. Remember, at 2019, he he cooled off. He had eight sacks for Denver, and they're like, oh, "What do we do?" And then he injured his ankle the next year, and they had to move on from him. He feels like he's reborn. He's he's not that old. He's 33. And he looks fantastic. But they're similar, you know. Khalil Mack and Von Miller feel like they're interchangeable, and and maybe that's not fair to either one of them. I don't know what Khalil Mack's numbers are, but he had that. Unbelievable start, uh, you know, three or four years where you're like, God, that guy's unbelievable. Yes, Doc. And not that he uh, needs to have a chip on his shoulder, but they kind of thought he was done a few years ago when he left Denver, and then we saw what he did, obviously, with the Rams, and now he's still doing it. But they kind of wrote him off a couple of years ago. Yes, Paul. Cooper Cup, Hall of Famer. Mm. He entered the league a little late. He was 24 as a rookie. He's 29. He's older than people think he is. He had the triple crown season put himself on the map last year. Well, he's the same age as Stefan Diggs, I believe. I, I, he is. I have him. Or yeah. is, Diggs a, is Diggs younger? Are they around 29, 28, 29? 28, 29, correct. Okay. Uh, wow. I don't know what the numbers are right now. If it's, you have to have at least 1,000 catches. But how many yards are attached to that? How many touchdowns? That's that's tricky with wide receivers because it feels like those numbers we're 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 changing what the requirements are to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Like hundred catches is not a big deal. Yes, he. How much uh, are Stephon Diggs' chances at getting in the Hall of Fame tied to Josh Allen though, and vice versa? It feels like they're sort of intertwined. If one goes, they both go. Um, Assuming they stay together. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have Stefan Diggs there if uh, you're Josh Allen. Uh, take some pressure off of him. But, yeah, they're, they're probably – well, same thing with Matthew Stafford elevating Cooper Cup's numbers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, Pauline. Diggs had really nice numbers, like 84 catches. He had 102 catch season in Minnesota. But his first year of Buffalo, in, in only 15 games, he had 127 catches, 1,500 yards, and eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Another 103 last year. I mean, he's going to catch 100 in his sleep this year. And he's at he's at uh, six hundred catches, and he's twenty eight years old. Yeah, but just it feels like a thousand catches. That used to be. I, I remember Tim Brown, James Lofton. I remember when Art Monk had eight hundred and eighty nine catches or something, and had a hard time getting into the Hall of Fame. But remembering Art Monk when he played with Washington. It felt like he was their go-to guy. Uh, but then you have these guys, you know, Tony Gonzalez with Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald. It just feels like those numbers are now like, what is what is a Hall of Fame wide receiver? What are those numbers that you, ha- you have to put up? Used to be a running back was 10,000 yards. Now it feels like if you get back to 10,000 yards, you deserve to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Paul. When Art Monk retired in 1995 with the Redskins, he was the leading receiver all time in catches with 940. Now he's 20th all time yeah. in less than 25 years. Mm. Here's a couple of guys that might not be going to the Hall of Fame that have over 1,000 catches. Anquan Bolden. Boy, he's, he, he was a great receiver. He just wasn't great for... Um, he didn't get a, a lot of star he, treatment. Yes, yeah. Is Reggie Wayne going to the Hall of Fame? Not the Colts Hall of Fame, but the Hall of Fame. He's got 1,000 catches, right? 1,070. Andre Johnson, 1,062. See, Andre Johnson, to me, from when he was at Miami, when he went into the NFL, like, that guy was just a beast. Like, he was just, every every weekend it felt like, golly, he's doing it again. But he didn't get national recognition. He didn't play in a, any, very few playoff games that I can remember. And Anquan Bolden, the one play you remember is when he got absolutely annihilated on a play and somehow managed to still score a touchdown. That dude is a boss, though. Yeah. They're similar, though. Andre Johnson, Anquan Bolden, they just feel the same kind of wide receiver there. Yeah, Paul. The last three guys that have 1,000 catches or more are Steve Smith, Isaac Bruce, and Heinz Ward. Randy Moss is 18 shy, but his first ballot. Feels like Heinz Ward, he played for the Steelers. Great blocker. Feels like Heinz Ward's going to get in the Hall of Fame. 
Who's the other one? Tory Holt. I, yeah, Holt's down there a bit. He's like at nine twenty. Well, it feels like Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce package deal. Mm. Similar. As Hakim left out. As yeah, Hakim <laughs> is not going to get in the hole. Love his game. And then uh, ha, yeah, um, Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Oh man. He was the only weapon that Cam had. He. Mm, man. He was great. He was great. But, you know, you had Jake DeLome. Uh, Cam's rookie year, which was an unbelievable rookie year, Steve Smith was great that year for him. Does Steve Smith get bonus points for being 5'9"? And I'm not joking. Like, extra credit for being undersized. No, because we didn't give, like, Emmett extra credit for being slower than most running backs. <laughs> like, Emmett wasn't fast. He wasn't deceptive. I mean, he was... Nowhere near, you know, what Barry Sanders or Gail Sayers or those kind of guys. Um, like, do we do that with quarterbacks where you go, that quarterback was like Russell Wilson. Does he get extra credit for he's, he's six feet tall as opposed to somebody like Josh Allen, who's six six? I don't think you, you do degree of difficulty there. Let me get some phone calls in here. Uh, Anthony in Florida. Hi, Anthony. What's on your mind today? Hey, Danny, how are you? Good, sir. Uh, 6'1", 250. 11% body fat. Okay. <laughs> um, want to comment about your uh, Sabbath trying to be a Led Zeppelin. You weren't a Sabbath fan? Yeah. Growing up? Yeah. Sabbath was never like Led Zeppelin. They were contemporaries, totally different. Um, actually, were out before Led Zeppelin. And if you're a Zeppelin fan... You're most likely a Deep Purple and a Sabbath fan because of their, uh, you know, what they gave to rock and hard rock and all the influences they had. I mean, yeah, I just, I I never, I just, there was nothing about, you know, Ozzy, Black Sabbath. Sorry. I mean, I, 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 I have no real excuse other than I just loved Led Zeppelin, the Stones, who, um, but, we have these conversations all the time. You know, maybe I overrate Led Zeppelin. Having seen them in concert, they were actually boring. Because they back then, there was no real stage show. It would be, hey, John Bonham is going to do a 27-minute drum solo. Ah, uh, I think I'm going to go get something to drink. Jimmy Page, great guitar player. The music was great. The concert was not great. Yes, Eden. Yeah, they talk about uh, Led Zeppelin had that movie uh, or like documentary, The Song Remains the Same, and that by the time they had released that documentary, rock music had moved forward so much in terms of like a stage show and all this stuff that they released this movie and people were like, damn, this band's really boring. Yes. Because they just kind of went up there and it was sparse, you know? It was just them and some spotlights and music, which sounds awesome, actually, but... One of the best concerts I ever went to was Pink Floyd, and they had an album called Animals, and they had these floating animals in there. The pig is coming yeah, at it, us. But, but, but it, I just remember that one of the first real stage shows, uh, Jagger, when I saw the Stones in the early 70s, that's when Jagger was wearing the Philadelphia Eagles jersey. I think it was number 21, John Shara, and... Uh, there was a phallic symbol that came out of the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found the picture already. Yeah, so I I saw them, and, and then I watched. So that year I saw uh, saw the Who and the Stones, and the Who put on an unbelievable show. And and Pete Townsend was everything I thought he was going to be on guitar, but the Stone. When I saw the Stones, it was like there was a stage presence there about that. And uh, Zeppelin never had that. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden things changed. I saw Bowie uh, when, when Bowie was out there with his uh, white suit on. So I miss Ziggy Stardust. But he still put on a great show. It was more theatrical, more Broadway feel to it. But, yeah, I mean, Ozzy, all I knew is that he bit off the, the, the head of a, a, what, was a pigeon or a something? Bat. A bat. <laughs> that was, was that like a one-time or was that like a nightly occurrence no, on the no, tour? No, no. You know, here's one. The first real stage show that I ever saw was Alice Cooper. Welcome to my nightmare? Yes. 
and he had a guillotine. Like, oh. like Alice Cooper put on a great show. Like it, it, it had that stage presence that it felt like he really was putting on a Broadway show. Yes, he. So I just googled Ozzy Osbourne, um, and this is horrifying. One of the most infamous days of Ozzy Osbourne's career Sharon! came on March 27th, 1981, when he bit the heads off two white doves during a business meeting with his record label. That's how you negotiate. That's how you negotiate. I mean business. <laughs> yeah? What are you going to do? I need an advance. <laughs> now, does he bring the doves in with him? Like, what happens? Pretty bird. Yeah, so he's, he's like petting it. like Pretty bird. And then the dove's going... Like a long coat. They're hidden in a long coat. Yeah, and pulls them out. A honey mustard on the side. <laughs> Holy smokes. We said we would get you lunch, Ozzy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jeremy in Wisconsin. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, DP. Happy Friday. Happy Meat Friday. So, sporting the Aaron Shrug shirt this morning. Mm. Very much looking forward to getting my Ayahuasca shirt over the weekend. Nice. You know, I was going to share a story about Ozzy, but you started talking about, you know, all the other bands, and it reminded me of another story. So, I had your DP Led Zeppelin t-shirt on not too long ago, and I kind of had this a stoner guy come up to me and be like, oh, great band, man. That was they're really awesome. And I'm like, what, Dan and the Danettes? But, you know, assume that he mm. certainly meant mm. Led Zeppelin. Uh, but I do have two requests. So one is, um, you know, I, gotta, I have an arrangement with my wife mm. to take some time away from buying merchandise because I spend so much money. Um, <laughs> so I was wondering if you could, if I do have another request, is a cookbook. So I sent that on Twitter to Paulie and the fellas last night. I think that'd be a great idea as well to get all of your Friday Meat Friday favorites. Okay. All of the recipes that we have are located on Traeger's website. But I can talk to Tyler. Maybe we could piece them all together and, and, uh, and, and give you a cookbook of an entire year of Meat Friday. Yes, yeah, From Tyler. Yeah. It'll be Tyler's cookbook. Well, Tyler's the one who makes them, yeah. but he takes the recipes off of uh, Traeger's website there. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What's going on? It's funny that you guys are talking about that. I just talked to Tyler, and I said, he used the word chef before your name, man. He says, it's a reach. I said, dude, you put in work around there every Friday. I tune in. If nothing else, for me, Friday. Listen, the way you guys ended the show yesterday was so unfair. I cried. Oh, my God, the lady getting hit with the fireball, you guys are just, oh, my goodness, that was the funniest thing, dude. Listen, I promise you, that was just uh, downright funny. I have a question for you, Dan. Now that we're starting football season, what would be worse if Alabama doesn't make the Final Four or the Buffalo Bills don't make the Super Bowl? Because right now, Everybody is crowning them Super Bowl champs, getting the parade route ready and everything, man. And you guys keep messing around. You're going to get an Emmy for comedy, man. Yeah, but, you know, and thank you, Jeff. Um, I mean, nothing against Alabama. And I, Saban's a frequent guest, but, you know, college football having another school in there, aside from Alabama, I'm fine with that. I mean, I can live without Buffalo being in the Super Bowl, but do I want it for content? Absolutely. It's a great story, but it's such a long season. When you realize that if you take each week as a chapter in a book, and I said, this book is 17 chapters long, you're going, man, that's a long book. I mean, that's put all the Harry Potter books together. I mean, that, that's what you have with this entire season. The highs and lows, the ups and downs. Somebody gets hurt. Uh, you know, you, you, you catch an opponent at the right time. There's so much luck that goes into this. Then you get into the postseason. Same way. Who's banged up? You have home field advantage. Do you catch somebody at the right time? I mean, nobody saw the Bengals last year. Nobody. But that's the beauty of sport, that when you have that team that figures it out, and then we eventually figure out that they've figured it out. That's what you saw with the Cincinnati Bengals. And you'll see this with teams every year. 
all of a sudden it's like, oh, you don't want to play them now. I always loved the team that didn't win their division, had to struggle to get into the playoffs because they had been in playoff mode for maybe four weeks, three weeks, two weeks. Like you're just struggling to get in. And that's what I always loved because that team is dangerous when you get that first round by and then you go into the playoffs and you got a team that's been, you know, every game has been their playoff, the end of their season. I love that. But that's what happens every single year where you're surprised. You go, man, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, Paul. The two Eli Manning Super Bowl teams, their regular season records were 10 and 6 and 9 and 7. Mm. They made it in the playoffs by one game. Yes, Tom. Which would surprise you more, Bills or Alabama not getting, being one of the last final four teams standing? Which I final think Jeff may have been teams. asking, I'm not sure. Final four teams. Right. As far as the final four teams, which would shock you more, Alabama's not in the final four teams or the Bills? So the Bills don't go to the AFC title game. Correct. Um, I, I would just, you know, there's only a few great teams in college football. And I would think Alabama not being one of the top four teams, I would be surprised at that. Buffalo, I mean, we saw last year. They're 13 seconds away. But it's what happens... Crazy things happen. Coin toss. Like your your season comes down to a coin toss. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who uh, just announced his retirement. And he, are you officially retired? Like retired, retired, sent in your paperwork? Uh, I'm going to have to check on the paperwork stuff, but I, I'm officially in my mind retired, yes. But is there paperwork that you actually have to fill out and you send it to the NFL home office? Gosh, that is a great question, and I feel embarrassed that I do not know. I don't think so, though. I don't think I need to send anything in. Could you have played another season? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, my I had a hip injury last year that you know still gives me some issues every now and again. Um, so I don't know physically, mentally, emotionally. Yes, totally could have played, but I'm not sure physically if I would have been able to get there. Is there a hit that you remember that still hurts? Yes. Uh, there are two hits that still hurt every time I get out of bed. Uh, James Harrison and London Fletcher were the two guys, both like similar in stature, the kind of shorter, compact, but real heavy hitters. And uh, the London Fletcher one, I slid the line the wrong way and never made that mistake again. I was wondering about this with Josh Allen, that he's sort of a unicorn. He's Maybe he's Cam Newton 2.0, maybe a better passer. But I don't know if you get to the point where you say, I don't want to take away one of his great weapons. Now as an analyst and you play the position, what would you say to Josh Allen? I mean, you want to preserve yourself, but also I don't want to take away that weapon. So there's sort of that dichotomy of can you do it? How long do you do it? How much should you do it? Yeah, and that it was just funny listening to Collinsworth last night wrestle with that the whole game. But that is what makes him special. Like his ability to run, it's the designed runs. It's on third down when they're in certain coverages, him recognizing that and taking off. But more so than that and the picking up the first downs and the, the 5, 10, 15-yard runs, if you look at the sideline, if you look at his teammates, every time he's on the ground, you got two people helping him up. He's got a big, goofy smile on his face. That energizes that football team. And, and I think that's something that's hard to quantify. We can't go into the analytics of how excited people get to watch Josh Allen play football, but it energizes, obviously, the city of Buffalo, but that sideline and the defense and the guys that he's playing with. So I think it's such an important part of his game because of what it brings to the team, not just because of the first downs that he's picking up. But also with Cam Newton, I just felt like I – you don't want your quarterback to run, as you know, I don't care how fast you are or how big you are, somebody's going to be faster and somebody's going to be bigger and you're going to be get hit. I, I liken Josh Allen almost to Dante Culpepper. Like these guys were just big and athletic, but then Culpepper ended up having the, the knee injury. I don't know how you protect a quarterback. Can you? Who has that kind of athleticism? No, I, I don't. I don't think he can. And I think he's really smart about picking and choosing. You know, he's he's got a great stiff arm. We saw that on display last night. Um, he's not going to try to run over. Uh, well, maybe he did try to run over Bobby Wagner, but it, you know, there's there's certain guys. He's not going to try to run over Ray Lewis. Um, you know, he's going to pick and choose his battles. But uh, it's what makes him maybe more special than any other quarterback in the league. Did you ever try to run over somebody? You, like you get caught up with adrenaline and you're like, I'm going to take this guy on. Yeah, I mean, I the best one I had was actually, I think I was in year 13 of my career and it was a preseason game. And I just got caught up in it. I was in maybe year 14 or 15. I was in Miami and we were playing Tampa. Preseason. And uh, it was preseason oh and it was God. my buddy, Jack Stitchy. Um but sometimes it just takes over you and you got, you're out there playing football. <laughs> if I didn't see the game last night, how would you sum up the Rams? 
performance? They laid an egg. I mean, they they didn't play very well. Buffalo had four turnovers and still scored 31 points, but more so than the defensive performance, it was the offensive performance for me that was concerning. I think you could tell early on oh, okay. McVay, by the way he was calling plays, he wanted to protect the offensive line. They were going to run the ball. They threw a couple, you know, the tight end screens and they – they ended up giving up seven sacks. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't that Allen Robinson wasn't a big factor in the game. He was. He didn't even get any targets. Um, so that was their big acquisition, and he didn't even get a target. He didn't get a wide receiver screen. They didn't try to get him going at all. So I, I think there's you know some alarms that are sounding right now on you know Allen Robinson and that relationship maybe with Matt Stafford and their dynamic and chemistry. It just didn't seem like he was looking at him at all, and that's a very important position to get that offense to go this year. He's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Amazon Prime Video, Thursday Night Football analyst and, of course, former NFL quarterback. But can you look at this as a one-off with the Rams, or did you see something that is going to be concerning? Well, I think, you know, I was more concerned with their offense and their defense, and Sean McVay is their head coach, and Matthew Stafford is their quarterback, so – um, you know, I, I don't know if this happens two, three, four weeks in a row. Yes, we're going to be really concerned. But my biggest concern coming out of it was the lack of opportunities for Allen Robinson and, and not even really looking his way, even even sometimes when the coverage dictated it. Um, so I just wonder about that chemistry because it is such an important position in that offense. How much did your education play in? in processing or not play in to processing, you know, week in and week out playing in the NFL at quarterback? Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that it, I don't know that it did. I know early on I picked one of the only professions where it worked against me, you know, well, I don't know this guy, he went to Harvard. Does he really <laughs> care about football? That was kind of the question I got all the time. Um, I don't know that it played in much, but, you know, having to go from city to city, learning different offenses, um, that was that was always a big thing and a big strength of mine was to be able to pick those up quickly. You have all your jerseys framed? Uh, I have all my jerseys. Uh, I don't have them framed right now. I've got a – in my office here at our house, I've got all the helmets. And then I have game balls with my kids' names – uh, and their stats, you know, height, weight, the day that they were born and what city they were born in. Best and worst uniform you played in? Uh, well, I played in, the, I played in the Christmas game when the Jets were all green and the Bills were all red. And that one, that one was – the uniform was fine, I guess, but the combination was just a little bit weird. Um, I think the early Rams uniform – that I was in back in 05, 06, those were, those were a little bit tough. And then the throwback <laughs> Miami, maybe the uh, throwback Bills, those were pretty cool. I know you have a lot of people there to help you with Amazon, but do you have any questions that I might be able to help you in being an analyst on uh, Thursday Night Football? Uh, you know, I, I do have a lot of opinions coming my way for people to tell me what to do and what not to do. But, um, you know, my, really my biggest question and the, the thing that I wonder how it's going to go, I'm still not sure. I have so many relationships, coaches, players, GMs, staff, um, you know, the part about where do I draw the line of information I'm getting, things that I'm saying on air, I'm not saying, betraying trust. Um, that trust issue for me is one of those things that I'm not really sure where that line is going to be. I think what you have to do is just be fair because you don't want to be so vanilla that you're not interesting, but you don't want to be over mm-hmm. the top where you're compromising relationships. But I think, yeah, and I work with Tony Dungy and Rodney Harrison. I've worked with a lot of analysts over the years. And I always said, just be honest. Like be no, nobody can fault you for being honest. Now that doesn't mean you have to be honest about something that maybe you shouldn't be putting on TV, but you're going to get so much advice that trying to filter that out and go, can I trust one person who will give me the best advice? And that's, that's what you should try to do. Because somebody's going to say, hey, do this. 
hey, don't do this. You know what worked is this. It has to work for you, and everybody's different. But I always thought that the less I, I've cluttered your head with, the better. And, and you know, I would probably button the shirt up a little bit, not show as much chest hair. <laughs> as <you're getting. laughs> I actually was going to go one more down. Okay, okay. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Nah, I, I should brush it, I think, before I come on. I think you're right on that one. That's a good, that's a good point. I would go more, more chest hair than less chest hair. But you're also speaking in sound bites. You're going to have 20 seconds, 40 seconds. They may say, hey, cut it short. And that's what's going to be difficult. Can you get to the point? Can you deliver the knockout punch? I would always say that to my analyst. Hit me. Don't build up to it. Hit me. Tell me something. And then get out. Leave them with something where they go, do you hear what Fitzpatrick said? That's what you want. And if I go through a show and I don't remember anything you said, then you didn't do your job. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that advice. I'll, uh, we'll see how I do. Yeah. But, you know, no reason to be nervous. Are you more nervous about this than you were your first start in the NFL? No. This part... I'm not going to say this part's going to be easy, but, you know, this is me getting to watch football and talk about football. So, you know, we did our first run through in a preseason game uh, two weeks ago. And the part that I enjoyed most, I got to sit and watch the first half and then put a clip together of Trey Lance and four or five plays just to give everybody my perspective on what I thought. And one of the first things I thought the first play of the game he kind of tripped up the running back, which maybe a lot of people didn't see or notice, but his mind was moving a little fast. Even though it was a preseason game, he hasn't played a lot of games. He was nervous. And so picking up on some of those little nuances, um, that's kind of what got me going a little bit as I was doing my stuff at halftime was being able to see that, take my perspective, and project it to the audience. And it's a great point you bring up, and I always use this. Rodney Harrison came in for an audition, and he – he noticed that Tony Gonzalez lined up one yard wider, and he said we always knew it was a pass play. And it was so small, but you want to make your audience smarter, and you have that ability with all the years that you played, different places, different coaches, different styles, uh, different defenders, to be able to share that is is really what's essential. And, and, and having that ability to pick up on nuance is is what separates, you know, Average from good and good from great. So, and now, now I'm working with Tony Gonzalez, so I'll see if there's any tendencies <laughs> he has while he's holding the mic. Uh, good luck, Ryan, and uh, thanks again. All the contributions you made over the years to the show, you're always available. We appreciated that, and uh, we wish you well. All right, get that Prime Video app. Let's do it on Thursday Night Football, baby. That is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.